morning. Thank you for joining us today on Becca's World. I'm your host, Blind Becca. Today we're recording the next episode of The Blind View, and we have some new people joining us today. Adrian Leon from Saskatchewan, Alberta is joining us, and Kimberly Parks from the Phoenix area is joining us. How are you guys today? Great. I'm good. And then we have Leon on as well, right, Leon? Yep, hello. Hey, Leon, how are you? That, that's everybody, right? Uh-huh. Okay, how is everybody? I'm all doing okay in this hot weather. <laughs> so, Leon, would you like to get started with your topic? Well, yeah, my um, DVD finally came after almost a month being in limbo, but here it is. I'm still in the bag. See, the, the UPS paper's on it, still on it, and here it is. Uncle Tom. I don't know if I'm holding it up right or not, but... Have you watched it? Yes, my brand new DVD, Uncle Tom, is here, has finally come in the mail. Been waiting for weeks for this. I think it's been sold out, or I think due to the to the coronavirus, the um the warehouse that that stocked it was just delayed. But it's finally here, and I've heard many many people love this documentary. It's about it's called Uncle Tom. It's produced produced by Larry Elder. He's a he's a a conservative um radio personality, very, very intelligent guy. It's about, <clears throat> you know, why black folk call Uncle Tom, and you know, they call coons and all of that, and it's gonna go over, you know, the Democratic Party history and Republican history in America. So would you recommend this video to our viewers? Yes, if you really wanna know some good history, and besides, and instead of hearing all the lies, this is very informal. So can you can they also, just go- um, you can also um, watch it online at UncleTom.com. I just wanted to get it for like a collector's issue, a collector's mm-hmm. thing. That's why I bought the DVD. Okay, cool. Well, thank you for sharing. Mm-hmm. Um, does anyone else want to go next? I'll go next. Okay. Go ahead. What did everybody think about the coronavirus that's going on right now? Well, um, can I go first? Surely, I'm sure. Um, well, you know, we've if people did their research, we've all had a version of coronavirus in our life. If you had the flu, you had the cold, you had pneumonia, that is that is a coronavirus. This is more of a little, I'll say a pseudo version of it, but, you know, heck, I've known, look, look at my uncle, he got it two weeks ago. He survived it, and he's 85 years old, and he's on dialysis. You know, he fought it like it, like it wasn't nothing, but that's just him. So I can't speak for everybody else, but seeing him go through it and being in the hospital for a week, you know, it kind of scared me, but he said this, the first couple of days was the worst, but after that, it just it was nothing. It was just like having a cold, he said, after that. Everyone reacts differently to this virus. Um, some people get really sick and some people don't. Some people can treat it at home and some people can't. And unfortunately, there's a lot of people in our hospitals right now that can't treat it at home, and that's why our hospitals feel overworked. Um, my dad had it, and they told him he didn't have it. He was in the hospital for three months. And now his lungs are so scarred that they'll never heal the way that they used to 
be, and he'll never ever be able to breathe the same way that he did. It affects everyone differently. You know, it seems to me like there are such wide ranges of people's reactions to this virus that it makes me wonder, is there actually maybe more than one virus that we're currently dealing with right now? Becca, I heard that there's six different strains of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I've heard, you know, it's just this is just another version of SARS that we had in the early 2000s. That's what I've been hearing. It's, it's, just, it's just another version of that. And and MERS. I forgot I forgot what SARS means, but I know what MERS stands for. In the Middle East and the Respiratory Syndrome. Same. I think it's, it's all the same stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Adrian, how do you feel like it's been, the virus has been treated up there in Saskatchewan where you're living... Do you feel like people are are they staying pretty calm and level-headed about it? It's very, very concerning to me because I have relatives. And my grandma, who's on my mom's, my dad's side, actually, she's very scared right now to go out, even now, even to visit us. Mm -hmm. And it's very scary. Did you know in one of our local long-term care visitors, homes, there were 12 cases in the past week. Mm-hmm. You know, it's really unfortunate that, well, I shouldn't say unfortunate, it's really ridiculous that the Chinese government did this to the whole world and that the whole world has to suffer through this. I can't wait until the day comes when we're all on the other side of this virus and it's just something in the rearview mirror. Um, I believe that day will come because I really believe we are going to realize that our bodies, our own immune systems are strong enough to fight off this virus, most of us. so. Most of us. We can't let it hold us back, Becca. We have to keep oh, yeah. it out there. Yeah, we can't. They, uh, no, I know a few vision impaired people, um, like Adrian said, his, his relatives, they won't leave the house. I mean, he, the guy don't even go outside to, to even sit on his porch. And I said, man, you can't live like that, you know? You got to, matter of fact, your, your body gets strong if you go outside and get some air. Yeah. You, know? yeah. you can't just stay in the house all the time. You got to do something, man. Mm-hmm. You know, I would, you know, me being on dialysis and being diabetic, I've, you know, I'm susceptible to anything. You know, knock on wood, the last thing I, I caught was pneumonia in 2018. And like they said, it's just like catching a bad case of pneumonia. And with him, my uncle said the symptoms he caught that morning when he when he when he got diagnosed. That did seem like me a couple of years ago, and I couldn't breathe. You know, and just and and the tests are just the same. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, and I think we've all been dealing with the coronavirus for several months, so I think we all know how we feel about it. Um, and so I. Pre- Thank you for the topic, Adrian. I appreciate that. You're hey, um, welcome. Um, can I bring up my topic? Mm-hmm. Okay, guys, there's something that's been really driving me crazy for months, and, and I finally figured it out. So this is what I want to talk about. I've been hearing different Democrats on the news say things like, President Trump just won't admit 
his fault in this virus, right? And it irritates me because there is no fault of President Trump. And they say things like, President Trump just won't admit that he's failed in his, in the way he's dealt with the coronavirus. And they say these things like these things are facts and that the only thing holding the nation back is that President Trump won't come out and admit these things. And it really irritates me that they present these things like facts that just need to be acknowledged by our president and then everything will be hunky-dory. Because to me, that's not the issue. The issue is that we're still learning about this virus. We've learned a lot. And we're making our way through it the best we can. And their continued, uh, continued throwing blame on our president and all the stuff they're doing, I think, is not working because, A, it's, it's wrong. It's not our president that created the virus. It's not our president that sicked the virus on the whole world. It's our president who's trying to help us recover from it. And the stupid stuff that's been coming out of their mouths for months, I think, is just leading people to think. They're like trying to twist people's thinking. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And um, it really well, makes me angry. Well, Becca, with that, you know, anything that's going to happen, since it's an election year, they're going to blame them for anything, you know. Mm -hmm. I don't care if lighting struck a building, it would have been his fault, you know. It's just the it's just the way it is, you know. They're trying to they're trying to to um, destroy our country and our economy, but it's not working, you know. Especially here in Texas, we really haven't stopped. Even during the shutdown, we haven't stopped. You know, people were still getting only things that were shut down were like gyms and bars, but everything else was still open here. It wasn't mm -hmm. going to work. Even our even my our Democratic mayor here, he's 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 even coming out with more crap to get to get us to, to stay indoors. Now he's going to give us $250 tickets now if you don't wear a mask outside. And now mm -hmm. we're fighting that. You know, how can you tell us what to do outside, even in our own front yards, you know? You know, I think, I think people need to remember that we have rights. We have constitutional rights. And by them telling us that we can't go out in public without wearing a mask, that's taking away our right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Well, did you see that video um, the other day where that lady threw hot coffee in that guy's face because he wasn't wearing a mask? Him and his friend were outside eating lunch or something, and she, and she threw hot coffee in the man's face. Oh, my gosh. Mm -hmm. It doesn't make any sense. Mm -hmm. You know? Well, these, oh, go ahead, Becca. Are, these rules and guidelines are so stupid and pointless, and they don't have hard rocks. They don't have science backing them up. And because these rules are so are like that, nobody's really clear on them. And that's why we have crazy stuff like this going on, because people have their own ideas in their head of what should be going on. You know what well, I mean? Rebecca, did you, sorry, did you see where the um, Superior Court judge ruled that um, he, uh, here in Arizona that um, gyms could be looked at to slowly start reopening again, um, that going against the governor's um, whatever it is, you know, saying that Jim's... The governor's edict? Yeah. The governor's edict saying that the gyms cannot open, I think, is a violation of our constitutional rights. So, right. Um, so as far as said concerned, that it I can. need another lawmaker saying that the first lawmaker doesn't have a right to violate our rights because I should know that my right is being violated. I should be able to just go, you know, and take care of it.
But it is kind of funny that we have some lawmakers passing laws and other lawmakers saying, whoa, you can't do that. And it kind of goes back to what you started off at with your topic, though. People mm-hmm. pointing blame at the president. It's mm-hmm. not his fault. Any president, regardless of what party they belong to, whatever their background is, would have been caught in the middle of this. Um, so they would have been experiencing this whole new realm of pandemic outbreak, whatever you want to call it, and not knowing what to do. So he's taking advice from all kinds of directions, all kinds of people. And so are our governors and our state governments. And so we, we have to be kind of, um, open-minded, I guess, about that too. Um, but we also like you've said, we, we have to remember that we have rights because this is a free country. Yeah, and I'm really afraid that on the other side of this virus, we're going to be like lacking some of our rights. I worry about that, especially as blind people, because I know I worry about um, parts of the ADA getting um, spliced up. I worry mm-hmm. about transportation. Um, I, wor- I worry about getting... Um, medical forms that I need. I worry about a lot of these things being accessible that were barely accessible before. Yeah. Did you want to talk about an experience with a with a an online appointment or something recently too? I th- well, I, thought- I can say I have gone physically to. Um, I go physically to the doctor every three weeks. Mm-hmm. And, um, the first time was interesting because. No one in person, in person or in person, and I knew that I was going to have to have my temperature checked. And was this after the virus? Then you mean this was after the virus, during the virus. Okay. I had also been to another doctor's office where it was done at the doctor's office um, check-in counter, so I didn't know that it was in this doctor's office. It was right when you walked in the front door, but I didn't know that, and I started to go in the direction that I always go in because that's what I'm familiar with. Um, and then um, somebody sighted, saw me and they're like, you need to go over there and get checked before you can even go upstairs. But had somebody not seen me, I would have walked right past them. Did you, did you feel like the person was hard on you or kind of hostile with you? Not really hostile so much as kind of like, I was like, well, why didn't you say anything to me? <laughs> yeah. Why, why didn't you tell me that I needed to stop here? I, I probably walked right by you. And their excuse was, well, we can't watch everybody. And I'm like, well, I can't see you. <laughs> right. Um, so I, I, was, I thought it was kind of a lame excuse. Mm-hmm. I didn't know if anybody else had had these experiences going to doctor's offices during the pandemic. Oh, I've well, had horrible experiences since the pandemic hit. Well, me personally, only thing I've had was one of the Metro paratransit drivers. You know, before the virus took off, she would always help me, you know, walk with me, guide me to the vehicle. But lately, sometimes when she picks me up, she doesn't even want to touch me. I'm like, lady, I'm at, I'm at dialysis. I'll, I get checked out three or four times a day a day when I'm back there, you know, walk, you know, now all of a sudden you don't want to, you know, guide me to the vehicle, but what's wrong now? You know, you know, it's just, I don't know. If you got a job like that, you should accept what's, 
what can come with it. You know, if you accept being a, a paratransit driver, you know all of us have different ailments and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, and I had to and I had to report it to the to the HQ about that. You know, like, hey, I don't appreciate that. You know, I'm I'm totally blind. I don't know. Once I walk outside this building, I don't know where to go. Mm-hmm. You know, and she used to walk me. Now she doesn't want to walk. So I requested a new driver at that time. Now, mm-hmm. have they given you a new driver yet? Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, good. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well. Well, I've had one doctor's appointment since this virus hit, and it was a virtual appointment, and I had a list of stuff to talk to her about, and I forgot most of the stuff on my list, and most of the stuff that she agreed to follow through with, like ordering uh, refills and stuff, has not been followed through on, and this was like the first week of June, and so I'm really frustrated. Hmm. That's primary my care doctor? What? Is your, is your primary care doctor? She's in my primary care doctor's office, but that's another thing. Like I see a doctor in an office of other providers and it drives me crazy because I rarely get to see my doctor. Right. You know, even before the pandemic, like I every time I would go to the doctor, which was once or twice a year, but every time I would, I'd saw a different provider. I mean, they had access to all my medical records because they were all in the same office, but and then to my medical stuff is usually where I'm going in and I'm telling them, hey, these are my new symptoms. These are the old symptoms. I'm still suffering. This is what it's from, and this is what you need to prescribe me to take care of it. And they do because I know my body and my, you know, my medical stuff. The doctor's appointment, virtual doctor's appointment, and the doctor actually made me take pictures of my eyes. Wow. She had to tell me where to hold the camera. Why? It was it was a a specialist um, for optometry or ophthalmology, oh. and I was I I just thought it was so strange. Oh, we should talk about eye doctor appointments sometime, you guys. I bet we all have horror stories. Not me. I've had an eye doctor appointment in years. Oh, I hate. Um, Adrian, I got a question for you. Sure. How's, how, do y'all even have paratransit in Canada? We do. Oh, okay. I was wanting, yeah, okay. I was wanting to know about that. And it's not good. It's very bad. Because I read it at my rehab center until they closed for two hours. Then they came, they came to get me. Mm. So, so what's it called up there? It's called NATS. It's Abort. Paratransit. Hmm. Okay. Do you have to pay for it every time you're out, or like, is it a monthly pass thing, or what? It's a, it's you get a monthly pass thing or tickets. Okay. Nice. Hmm. I always wanted to know how it is in other countries. <laughs> this is weird, for real. <laughs> Talking to somebody <laughs> in Canada, boy, technology's come so so far. Oh, no. So, guys, this is all good, and we can converse, but can we talk about specific topics? You know, Mm because we kind of need this to be more focused. Mm -hmm. So, does anybody else have any particular specific topics they'd like to talk about? Yes. Oh, go, Adrian. Sorry. What does everyone think about website accessibility? 
Think about what? Website accessibility. Oh, website accessibility. Oh, that's a good one. Um, it's it's because it had seemed like it was becoming more accessible, but I will say that I've come across more and more websites that are not accessible, or they're halfway there but not all the way there, and that's kind of a pet peeve of mine. <laughs> um, because I'll start to fill out a form and then all of a sudden nothing and I don't know what it is that I'm missing and I'll, I'll go to submit a form and it'll pop back for some reason and it doesn't tell me why. That is so annoying to me. It is annoying. I know. Like it's almost accessible but it's not quite. <laughs> So do you guys find that your banking websites and your like your medical websites, stuff like that are accessible? Um, I, I, I just use apps for the, for the banking. The banking websites are getting better, but I'd say the medical web uh, forms and apps are not. Yeah. Um, in fact, I would say the ones that I've come across lately are, are worse than they used to be. Billing, um, that's you would think everybody's paying their bills online right now. You would think it'd be more accessible, and it's not. Um, and and I I try buttons, and I try tables, and I try all kinds of different ways to access these things and different. Do you use I'm using Jaws. Yes. I honestly do most stuff on my iPhone using my voiceover. Yeah, if I can't do it on my iPhone, then I always go back to the computer and try and go through it the long way. See, for me, my church, my church's website is very inaccessible, except for the, the video player, which is fine. Everything else, graphics, graphics, graphics. Every time. Yeah. So guys, no guess what? Graphics. Guys, speaking of technology and technology that's accessible, the only thing pretty much that I do on my laptop using JAWS is my book. And I'm almost done with it. I'm on the last chapter right now. Okay. That's so cool, Becca. Oh, I'm so excited. Mm -hmm. And then I'm going to send it to our friend Joetta so she can start editing it. Wow. Okay. Great. What's your Can second I? book? Yeah, it's my second book. My first book is called Because You're Blind, and we're making a movie based on it right now. And my second cool. book, I think I'm going to call my second book Changing Your Perspective. Oh, neat. Because that's honestly what my whole second book about is about. It's all about how I changed my perspective to empower myself and, you know, succeed and stuff. Mm -hmm. mm, nice. Ow, God dog it. Well, can I bring up the next topic? After I, I, I get through? Sure, sure Leon. No, 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 y'all still talking, so I'll, I'll wait. Oh, no, I'm just excited for Becca. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. oh, yeah, will your book be on Amazon or what? Well, it's already on Audible. We just got loaded up to Audible. We haven't been able to create the video yet to release announcing it, but it's up on Audible if anybody wants to go get it. Okay. Um, 
And my current book, I'm going to put up on Audible too right away. Now that I know how to do that, Brandon's been really great. He's helped me figure out how to do all this stuff. So. Okay. Okay. Nice. Mm. So, well, mind if I go now? Because this has been kind of eating yeah. at me for a while. Yeah, Leon. <laughs> um, anybody in the chat? I mean, not in the panel. What do y'all think about what's going on with these riots and pro and so-called pro peaceful protesters? Are they are they still yep. like fighting yeah. a lot or are they dying out? No, they're still no. going full force in some cities. Oh, really? Especially, it's actually been picked up here. In, uh, what? Not here, but and but in Austin, it's been picked up tenfold now. Oh wow! Ever since that guy got killed a couple of weeks ago, um, you know, sh um, shooting his trying to shoot his rifle at the guy's car. BLM yeah. has been like busloads down there now. And they've literally arrested over 40 people this past weekend in Austin. Oh, wow. So, like I was explaining to somebody yesterday, I forgot, I had forgot that the mayor of Houston, he lives a few, like a mile or two away from, uh, from me. I'm like, uh, you know, if these idiots get upset with him, they're going to come through here. Uh-huh. Wow. How does that, does anybody, is anyone afraid to go outside because of the riots? Nope. I'm, I'm well protected. <laughs> I just watch, I just be real careful. We had riots in Phoenix earlier this summer, but I think they've all died down. They haven't though, Becca, because there was Are they still going on? last weekend. What, what about last weekend? There was one in Tempe last weekend. Oh, did you participate in it? No. I didn't. Oh, it's how you know. <laughs> one of my white friends claims that he's been dodging tanks and shit while he's out rioting. Oh, no, 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 no. No, I'm not rioting, um, and I don't um, think that that's the way to peacefully protest. That's not considered peaceful. Um, but I, I do know that I, I think it started for a, a good reason, but it's definitely out of hand. Oh, can yeah. I speak on that too? Yes. Go ahead. You do know that somebody leaked the whole video, the body cam video, huh? Oh, they, yeah. they, 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 they leaked the, the whole the whole video. I mean, everything. Yeah. And, oh, man. I think we've been told a lie. We have been told a lie. The media lies to us every single day. <laughs> yeah. And um, Adrian, I think, isn't it? Yeah. How, how do you protect yourself? You can't be. Really. For one thing, it's like this world it's just going, it's, it's a big mess right now, I feel, mm -hmm. even now. Mm -hmm. um, I would think that I would find some way of protecting myself. Um, I would use my voice if I didn't have anything. And if I didn't have a voice, I would fight back with all I had. Talk to me on after this video and whenever I can tell you what to do. So yeah, um, because I have several ways of protecting myself, and I sh I've talked to um Becca and Joetta about it. And they on the board with it. Oh yeah, recently, uh, recently Leon showed off his uh, firearm collection on a video. I loved it. It was cool. See, we and we we live in those southern states, Leon. We have to. To, we have the right to carry. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
Oh, I trust. I, I got talked to people that I know. Um, I don't go anywhere unarmed. I can't. Ever since I got my carry license, I've, I've not. It's been over a year now. I've not gone anywhere unarmed. I can't do it. Shim, have you watched my taser video? On um, oh, I think I have. Yes, I have. Okay, that's something else I use for protection when I go out is a taser. See, and I I know what that is too. <laughs> but see, I tell people if you can't get a firearm, there's stuff that you can get like a, a taser or a stun gun, which works great. But my only thing with that, well, if the guys the per the purpose hopped up on something. That's exactly right, man. If if the if a person coming at you is on um, any kind of speed or meth or heroin or anything like that. The taser is not going to do anything to stop him. Mm -hmm. So that's why I said get like a, a nice short pocket knife or bear mace. Or, oh, yeah, bear mace. That's why I used to carry in Montana for protection was bear mace. Or a collapsible baton. That'll, that'll work great, especially going outside somebody's head or stump. Well, you know, I want to try to figure out how to <coughs> use my cane as a weapon. Oh, you know, uh, I can talk to you about that. <laughs> I, I, I bet there's some martial artists that could teach us how to use our canes to protect us. That's, that's true, but my thing is, well, there's multiple assailants, too. Because, you know, the so-called riot, well, the heck, they're all rioters. They mm -hmm. like to attack like a pack of wolves. They're not going to attack you one-on-one. -on -one. Mm -hmm. You know, look look what's going on in Minneapolis, what the what the Minneapolis Police Department told told the citizens to do. Somebody, if you see a see somebody trying to rob you, just give it up. Don't even that just, that's really people pay tax tax dollars for you to tell them that. Because I want you know, to to walk away peacefully. Yeah. The thing is that you gotta protect, you know, we're we're teaching our our um, communities to be passive. And that that's not helpful to them as far as teaching them to be authoritative. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's just sad, you know, how far this country has mm -hmm. fallen in the last couple of months because of a lie. But that's all that all the media has always been like that since I've the been doing The media is always that way. And like, like Becca said earlier, it's an election year. It's going to be at its worst. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Oh, like I said, we're tapped to the election. You, you think about you think about it now. You <laughs> like I said, that's why I'm saying, can you arm yourselves if you can? Because it's going to get crazy, crazy, crazy. Yeah, it it always gets crazy right before and then crazy right after. <laughs> I mean, as soon as the election results get announced, I think we're going to be in World War Three. I literally think we are. Is Adrian with us, guys? Huh? Yeah, I'm here. Oh, sorry. Adrian, what do you think about the presidential race here in America as a Canadian? How does it? How do I think we? Trump is a racist. He'd be honest with you. That's what I feel. I you think Trump is a racist? No, I think so. Like, look at what he did to like Asians and stuff. I guess that's what I feel. He didn't do nothing to Asians. Really? He didn't. He did. He, not that I'm. I mean, I stay up on YouTube and 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 media and um news sites all the time, and he's never done nothing to Asians, not to my knowledge. Nothing. The only thing he did was not at, after the coronavirus was announced that it came to 
to America. He he tried to stop flights from China, and people got on him about it, which I don't see what's the problem with that. Right. No. Yeah. I I know Adrian that he's closed the borders between the U.S. and Canada. How does that affect you? That's a difficult question to me because I really don't know. Really. You, okay. Well. So. Oh yeah. How do you feel about mail-in voting? Well, I guess. Here's a question for Adrian. Adrian, as sure. someone who's not from yeah. America, how do you feel about President Trump's decision to c- shut the borders so we don't have people coming into America right now because of the Sorry about that. Can you repeat the question? What's the question? As someone who lives in another country, because the rest of us live here in America, okay. as someone who doesn't live here in America, how do you feel about our president's decision to shut our borders to keep foreigners from coming into the country in order to protect us from the virus? To me, that's not fair because I wish he would keep them open, but he's, but it was safety, I guess. So you, you don't think it's fair, but you think it's for safety? Yeah. Do you agree or no? I I I disagree with you. I okay. Explain. I, I don't. I don't think the question of whether or not it's fair is is relevant. The question to me is. He's our president, and he is supposed to protect the American people. And by closing the borders and preventing foreigners from coming in for a while until we get this virus under control, I think he's just doing his job by protecting the American people. Now, there's a lot of people on the left who are trying to insinuate that President Trump hates foreigners, and that's why he's shutting the borders. Um, And I just disagree with that. Um, I've heard that, too. Do you do you agree with that, Kim, or do you disagree? I, I agree with you. I think he's um, shut the borders in order to try and contain um, this outbreak or the virus, try and get it under control. Um, and the only way to do that is to, to keep people in and not let them go out or have people come in from other places and possibly bring it again, which is what happened in the first place. Um, so he's trying to protect us by doing that. It does put a damper on um, foreign commerce and um, people that do travel back and forth between Canada and um, the northern states um, in the U.S. who do business. Um, same thing with Mexico and the southern states or, you know, it, it does put a damper on that, and it, it does close down that opportunities as far as, as um, enterprise and business. Yeah, especially for but me and my Cuban cigars. Yeah, them. hopefully it's temporary, and we can get back to um, a civil way of, of doing things um, between governments and also between people. Mm-hmm. Well... Um, especially for me in Canada, that's where I get some of my Cuban cigars from since they shut that down. I'm crying inside, but we got other, we got other countries, <laughs> mm. but it's okay. And you know, I'm just, I just think, what if I was still working at the airport? What, what, what would it be? Cause I heard that my old company is starting to lay off 46,000 people come October. You know, what, what if I was still there, you know? Yeah. That's that's what's that's why I'm that's why I'm 
I've been thinking about that for the longest now. What if I was still there? Mm-hmm. Oh, guys, I have to have lunch. Um, okay. Right. okay. Nice talking to you. I enjoyed it. Thanks nice for joining me, you, Adrian. You're welcome to join next week, Adrian, if you'd like. I'll let you know. And and I should I should do a VIP with you too, so I'll contact you in a couple of days, okay? Okay. Sounds Thank good. you for your time, Adrian. All right. Thank you. Have a great day. Leon, did you have more to add? Um, Mr. Kim, um, so how do you feel about back to the, the um arming yourself? What do you have, I should say? I have nothing right now. And I have to tell you it bothers me to a large degree. Um when I, I'm actually pretty new to um, my blindness. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, okay. I'm sorry. Uh, no, it, it, it's okay. It's, it's not that new. I mean, we're talking four years. Um, oh, a little bit less. That is me. pretty new, Kim. Four to <laughs> five years. Yeah. I've been blind for five myself. Yeah. Um, but I always had a, I always had a firearm. I always had a gun, and. Um, you still got it. No. Um, when I first started losing my vision, that was one of the first things that I figured out how to get rid of. Oh no, that's that's what made me go get it. I can still do so much. I can still do everything that I did before Mm -hmm. in a different way. And I know that that would be no different. Mm -hmm. Um, but it, bother, it does bother me that I don't have something now. If well, you can, please go get it. I, I, I can tell you what to get stuff that still has it. I need to go get me a handgun one of these days. I'm, I guess I know a few places that still, that still have them, but you got to be quick. Yeah, there are out there. Mm-hmm. I know where to get them at. I just, like I said, I made a purchase of ammo yesterday and um monday see and stuff like this always makes the cost of ammo and the cost of of firearms go up yep because people it's in demand uh-huh. um so that that's also another thing people have to take into consideration that's why i tell especially visually impaired individuals since a lot of a lot of people just don't know it they don't care what's going on now and that's what scares me about that. You don't know what's going until it's at your front door. Mm-hmm. You know, I just don't understand why. Becca, we can talk about that one day too on a view. A lot, of, a lot yeah. of blind individuals don't like politics, but it affects you too, especially with the ADA. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've heard a lot of vision impaired people say, oh, you know, I just don't get into that. But you need to. It affects you one way. It's going to affect you one way or other one day. Absolutely. Sooner. Kim, are you a member of the NFP? Kim? Yes. Are you a member of the NFP? Yes. Let me tell you, I've been blind for 33 years, and I didn't join the NFP until like 2014, and it changed my life. That's the best place to be for us blind people. I have to say that I am so glad that I am. I did have moments of doubt this year, but I was, um, because I just joined honestly, when, at the beginning of all this. And I started thinking, why am I doing this? I'm just adding more pressure to myself. But I, I will tell you that I knew last year that I wanted to join. Mm-hmm. I just mm-hmm. hadn't done it yet. And um, 
it does, it feels like an extension of family and it feels um, like a really great place for resources. And um, that, that's good. Um, it feels um, like home. Uh-huh. <clears throat> I'm a huge proponent of the NFB, so. Yes. Uh-huh. You remember, right, Leon? Yep. I think we had this conversation. Yep. Um, like, my only thing is, like, you, the, the whole national chapter is good, but like I say, I'm not going to stay too much, but heck, I'm not going to say it at all. <laughs> That's okay. I'll, I'll save it for later. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, I was saying about the politics, about uh, with, with vision impaired individuals, it's just, it's sad, you know, that you let things go over your head until until you need something, but we know what, what we can't get it now because you didn't stand up and fight. You weren't, you weren't trying to voice, you know, what you wanted to do, but now it's gone. You want to blame everybody else, but what what, what did you do to um to try and fight? Try and keep it. That's what I say about voting too. Oh, I'm yes. not into voting, and I'm like, why not? Yeah, our our blind vote is very important. Mm-hmm. It is, the blind vote is huge. It is, and I kept thinking about that this week because we had our primaries, mm-hmm. and I get a mail in ballot, and I couldn't read it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I wasn't. I wanted to go to the polls this year. This was going to be the first year I was going to get to go use an accessible voting booth. And I was so excited. And then this stupid virus hit and the Democrats are trying to rob us of the opportunity to go to the polls now. Oh, it makes me so mad. But even going to the polls, there weren't enough poll workers from what I heard. Now, when I voted this early this year, right in the middle of the virus, when when we did our primary, it was plenty of we just social distancing. You know, they had that the, the accessibility boost for us with the headphones, and you know, it was real easy for me. It's real fun, you know. Mm-hmm. But all my thing is be careful because say, say, because I hate when they ask you know what party you voting for. I really don't think it's none of their business. Yeah, but they have to put it in. You, that's absolutely correct. And um, even if you have a voter ID it's going to say what party you vote for. Mm-hmm. Um, so they know as soon as you enter the polling booth what party you're voting for. <laughs> That's not fair. It isn't fair. Our it's votes are not. supposed to be. And he's, and like I showed, I think I sent Becca that video, these kids, you know, they're going to talk about going, these rioters are going to go to the voting, the voting places and the polling places and start interrupting it. I'm like, That's, how come no one's stepping in to say something about this? That, that's terrorism. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, this is why I tell people, you, have, you especially us being into being visually impaired, you, I kind of have to watch my tongue. Yeah. But you know, that's why I say what a where you where you start protecting yourself, because people just these kids nowadays they don't they they they've never been told no in their whole life. You know, you know going what? through high, going through grade school and in college, they've been babied and, and pacified. Once they get into the real world, they realize it ain't what it is. You know, and now that's why they're out there angry and want to burn stuff down. You know, and uh, I just couldn't imagine having a kid now, a child nowadays. And it's hard. <laughs> uh, 
I, I feel for any parent nowadays. I really do. So here's what I'm hoping they come up with. I'm thinking some, maybe some company can develop some kind of software so that people can go online and vote and we can prove who we are, like using our social security number and our, you know, a combination of different things that we use every day to identify ourselves. Well, as far as I know, that, that, that technology does exist, Becca. It's just get, talking state legislators into adopting that legislation and then incorporating it into the voting um, possibilities. Because right now, I know in Arizona, the only thing available for um, a print disabled person, because that's what we are, right. um, is to go physically to a voting booth or poll place and have the electronic voting or um, a Braille voter's ballot. And everybody reads Braille. And how do you fill out a Braille ballot? I mean, how do you... I, mean, I, well, I, guess, I guess so the, the box would be... The raised box that would be... The outline box would be raised so you know what to cut, you know, shade in, right? You would have to punch it in somehow, I would imagine. Oh, punch it in or something? Yeah. Oh. Um, and I know that, um, the new, the new ballots were this year were the bubble fill in. So it's not even the line like they usually, like they used to do. So they've made voting so inaccessible. Um, and then they don't, they don't have anybody. Um, the other thing that's available is to call and have, a person, a party representative from each party come to your house and help you fill out the ballot. Mm-hmm. And that's not um, private. You can have that yeah. happen at the voting booth, too. And then you're letting total strangers into your house as a blind person. And then and they're I- reading the ballot to you, and you're hoping they're filling it out the way you would fill it out. Mm-hmm. Right. And like I said, like I said, you're a blind person expected to let two total strangers into your house, too. Right. It, it's not very, um, I don't know, in, a, in, a t- in an era where we're all trying to, to stay safe <laughs> um, and not invite a whole lot of strangers into our houses, um, yeah. it, it doesn't seem like a feasible idea. My thing is, how come it's a problem now? But um, but but we can go to grocery stores and stand in line. I don't I just don't understand how come the voting thing is so bad. You know, I wish they could move up the earlier the earlier voting because we did here in Texas. Instead of August, instead of October the twentieth something, it's now October the thirteenth until the election until a until that Friday yeah. before the election. Mm-hmm. You know, like I said, when I went to vote in the primaries, it was. I was in and out within 10 minutes. And that was in the middle of the virus. Not in the middle, but, but right when the shutdown started to happen. See, you know, making accessible mail-in ballots in some states, you would hope that they would just do it in all states. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, um, President Trump, just he just sued Nevada for the mail-in ballots. He just mm-hmm. sued them, this, they think, yesterday. Well, that becomes political, <laughs> mm-hmm. and it has nothing to do with um, accessibility. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, but yeah, 
I, I think that we have a long way to go still as far as accessibility and security. Well, that's what, I, that's what I asked Becca the other day. I'm like, that's the thing too. A lot of blind individuals don't step, don't don't say anything. They hope somebody else will do, but no, you have to be your own, your own advocate for this. We always have to be our own advocate, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, I, and I agree, but a lot of us, a lot of us just don't want to stand up and fight. Like, you know, I had a friend of mine the other day get on me talk about, oh, I complain too much. I'm like, yeah, because I'm not going to just sit there and let anybody do me any kind of way. You know, this is for you too. Don't just right. expect somebody else to do it. Mm -hmm. That, yeah. That's the way I was always brought up. You know, don't expect somebody else to do your work for you. That's why I, I always try and fight for myself. Um, and if I can't, then reach out to other people. I think that's an important part of being part of the NFB, too. Mm -hmm. Those resources. Um, mm -hmm. and, and professional advocates. <laughs> um, or mentors, let's say that. Mm -hmm. That can help. Good. Um, steer you in the right direction. Because um, mm -hmm. because look at me with the with the firearms. A lot of people didn't think, oh, because you you're gonna shoot yourself. I'm like, don't. And that's kind of bad to wish on me. But you know, I had to when I went to the gun range last year. The guy, the manager was was nice, and he said, Leon, I heck, I'll let you shoot for me. I'll let you go hunting with me sometime. That's how much he trusts me now. Oh, that's awesome. Mm hmm. Good. Cool. Becca, do you go out shooting? So I own a 30 6 and I have several boxes of shells to go along with it because I used to hunt when I lived with my husband. I'm married, but I've been separated from my husband for almost four years now. Okay. And so when I was in Montana with him, I used to go hunting. Um, but then, like, when I was still with him, I actually had stopped hunting over the years because I've been in four car accidents. So, like, climbing through the mountains and stuff was, like, starting to hurt my neck and back pretty bad. So, um, but now that I've been, I've been here for several years and I've managed to take off a lot of weight, and I'm starting to get my body straightened out. So, maybe someday I might actually be able to go back to Montana and go hunting. Well, and even here, was, yeah. my health was a lot worse. There's a lot of places here to go shooting, too, and outdoor ranges are awesome here. Oh, yeah. One of these days, I definitely plan on doing that. Um, right now, I'm busy with what we're doing as we speak. I just finished, I'm just wrapping up my book. So that'll free up a lot of my time. And once we get the movie off the ground, you know, then I'll be able to focus on a lot of things, a lot more things too. So, mm -hmm. but yeah, getting back into shooting is definitely it's very fun. Very stressful evening. What? You had a stressful evening? No, it's, it's very, <laughs> it's very fun and very stress relieving. It does actually. <laughs> It's just getting that first shot off if you never shot a gun before, especially being visually impaired. It'll scare you, but after that first shot, it'll, it it will start getting used. You'll get used to it. <laughs> but I, I, I work because I have not shot a gun since um, the visual impairment, since um, my blindness. So, that, what kind of blindness, Kim? Uh, well, it's from a traumatic brain injury because I had a, a brain tumor when I was really young. And um, my optic nerves are um, atrophied. Uh -huh. And so I have like very little peripheral vision um, and a little bit central, but even that's going. And I have 
hours in the afternoon with no vision at all. Mm. Wow. So didn't you say you've only been blind for four years now? Well, I think I probably have had a visual impairment since I was nine, but I just didn't know. Um, my parents talk about me coming home from college in my 20s and complaining about running into buildings and oh. people and I, <laughs> I didn't think oh. anything of it were you driving back then oh I I learned how to drive with zero lower peripheral vision wow I went blind when I was 12 years old from a brain tumor okay so I also su suffered a pretty major TBI. Yeah. So. And now we just walk around the house and sit on each other. <laughs> what did you say? He's blind too. My boyfriend's blind too. So we just oh, aren't blind on each other, <laughs> run into each other. <laughs> hey, Joanna just joined us. How are you, Joanna? Tired, alive. Yeah. <laughs> I'm here. That's it. <laughs> I'm good. That's great. Do you have a topic you'd like to talk about today, Joetta? Or you can. Uh, <laughs> there's quite a few things I can talk about. Um, I ran into something while I was out, and. I thought it was the strangest thing I'd ever seen. There was um, this man who walked past a bunch of people where, where the building I was at, and he was steady walking about. Well, now people need to get it together and y'all need to cut this crap out. And I'm like, what is this dude fussing about? So he's talking about some man who he had went to go see at some office building. I guess it was some deal gone wrong or something. And he just came out bellowing like a bull that had been stuck with a um, branding iron. And I'm thinking, okay, this is some more of that other stuff that's been going on. But nope, this guy was just griping because he felt he had been done wrong. And I was like, well, why didn't he just handle it right there at the office? But he didn't. And it was just weird stuff, that, stuff like that that kind of makes you kind of go, hmm. Uh, been through that before? Uh-huh. <laughs> no, not exactly. <laughs> I just thought it was a little strange. And I'm like, is it time for me to go find a place to hide or what? <laughs> Just, There's a lot of weird stuff going on right now. Yes, it is. Yes, Maybe it that's kind of like Leon talking about um, gun ownership. Maybe he didn't have a gun, so he's carrying a branding iron. <laughs> oh, maybe. <laughs> that's interesting. <laughs> you, know, you can keep anything can be used as a weapon. I keep a pair of <laughs> drawer that I can take out and need it if I need it at night, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I'm like, man, if that man's carrying around a brand and I, I'm going to be so far away because I don't want to even feel the heat. Forget that. Mm -mm. Thank you, but no. 
You gonna say something, Leon? I was about to make a joke, but no, that's okay. <laughs> oh, chicken. Jokes are okay. You know what could be that Brandon Iron? 1,200 pounds of force. <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> Dang. Depend on, depend on the barrel so? you get you might get more. Are you point. Cattle, Leon? Huh? Are you referring to branding cattle? No. I mean bullets. Oh. <laughs> 1,200 feet per second. I caught it. I caught it. I got it. <laughs> Just, oh just, my god you know it's a joke when they'll say that the gun range and somebody say you know I got somebody tried to hold me up with a knife that's what happened um a couple months ago when the lady was buying her first gun she said her, she got held up at she got mugged in her driveway with a knife and the guy the guy behind the register said behind the counter said you know what could beat that and he pulled out a, a 9 millimeter he said 1200 plus pounds of force I mean on feet per second would beat that any day yeah, I just thought that was just so funny the way the way he said it. <clears throat> oh, that sounds like a bumper sticker I saw. It has the picture of a six shooter on the front of it, right? Uh huh. Mm -hmm. It it says, "Don't worry about the gun. Beware of owner." Mm hmm. Yeah. Uh, oh. I was like, "Ouch!" Or like, or like the bumper sticker I remember seeing before, or my dad told me a, a year ago, what it said. Um. Don't worry about me. Worry about my lawyer, Mr. Smith and Mr. Wesson. I'm like, ah. <laughs> I heard that one well. <laughs> and and oh, I seen another one like that too. Said my my attorney's office is the law office of Smith and of Smith and Wesson. Like, mm -hmm. how come I can't oh, find God. stickers like that? I'm <clears> done. <throat> I'm done. You guys, speaking of our right to bear arms. I just want to point out to all our viewers that we need to protect our constitutional rights. Everybody get your copy of the Constitution out, read your, those first 10 amendments, read what your rights are, and go exercise them. I do it every day when I, when I put my hand under my pillow and, see and see like, feel that like 45 under my pillow. Mm -hmm. Good for you, Leon. Yeah. I'm, but you know, too, you know, speaking back what we said earlier, um, Kim and, and um and Becca and uh Jonas Joette about these 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 idiots are still protesting. You know, like mm -hmm. I told Becca, and I think Kim said something too about, you know, the new George Floyd video came out. Oh you my know, god. We've been told a lie the whole time. And you know, look at these idiots, what they did in Seattle over the weekend. They tried to they tried to go into the the police chief's um, residence, but you know what stopped them? The, the armed citizens did, of the, of the suburbs. They, they, they made a blockade where they couldn't get in. And you know, they were, and those idiot protesters were complaining, talking about, you're gonna put a gun on me. We're just peacefully protesting. And the lady said, yeah, you're peacefully protesting because we do have, that's, that's why you're peacefully protesting because we have guns on you. We don't know what you're gonna do. We, we, we've been watching the news and stuff. You want to go there and cause havoc? No, we'll. This is a peaceful neighborhood. We're going to leave it at that. Our armed society is a polite society. The majority of police officers are good officers. There are some mm -hmm. ones out there, but not all of them are bad. And the media what? just hype, hypes up the bad 
parts and the the bad stuff happening they don't include all the facts and they don't give us all the facts and so people create their own opinions and then we have citizens policing the police and then we have you know politicians policing the police and there's two you know they're supposed to be two separate factions for a reason that's why our constitution and our government works well i don't know if i said this earlier but look minneapolis has you know after the election they're going to get rid of the police department i'm not yeah, just talking about, people, they're talking about disbanding them yeah you know and that's sad and that the seattle police the seattle city council wants to do the same thing you know those people are screwed up there you know what guys I bought my house down here in 2015. I was looking to buy a house in Minneapolis before I started looking down here. And I am thanking God I didn't buy a house in Minneapolis. Mm -hmm. Because I would be up there right now living through this nightmare. Yeah. And it's sad. You have so many people that, that can't um, arm themselves because it's, it's not as hard to get a gun in Minnesota as it is in California. But you still got to go through yeah, a little bit of red tape. Unlike, mm -hmm. unlike Texas and Arizona, all you need is your ID. And a clean record, you got your gun. Yeah, but you still have to go through that background check questions in Arizona. I don't know what it is in Texas. I know that they... Same thing. I'm the 4473. But see, I with mean, me, yeah. um, when I got my concealed carry license, I, the background check goes out the door. Okay. Because you went through classes and training, right? Well, just to just to get my license to care, but mm -hmm. that's what I like about that's what I like about that too. There's no there's no way for me. I could be in and out of a gun store within five, ten minutes. Because you already had your background checked because you have mm -hmm. your mm -hmm. concealed carry. Mm -hmm. Yep. That's why I say if you can if you if you can't find a firearm, find an alternative ways to defend yourself. I don't care what it is. Anything beats a pointed stick. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, again, like you said, back of tasers and stuff, God. You know, I kind of think, guys, that as blind people, on the one hand, we are probably bigger targets. Mm -hmm. But I feel like, as a blind person, most, most quote-unquote muggers would grossly underestimate my ability to protect myself. And my ability, to, my ability to outguess them, you know what I mean? So... That's how I feel about it. I, re I really feel like as blind people, we're much stronger than sighted people give us credit for. Yes. Well, like we discussed on our first video, our uh, second video that I did with Rebecca, like Joetta said, people, um, sighted people think we our brains just go out the door with, with mm -hmm. our eyesight for some reason. Mm -hmm. You know, <laughs> like um, somebody told me today, if I know you were blind, just by sitting and talking to you, I wouldn't have known. I'm like, yeah, I mean, I know what's going on in the world. I still go and try to work out. I ain't done it in months because of the stupid virus, but that's another story. But, you know, it's just give us credit for something, you know? <laughs> yeah. I still pay attention to the news. I still know what's mm -hmm. going on. I still watch sports. So I'm going to watch it this year. Yeah. That's another, that's, that's another, that's another story because I think Joy knows <laughs> why I'm watching it this year. Mm-hmm. Joanna, you there? I'm here. I'm just listening. Oh. Yeah, she knows why I ain't watching it. 
So, Joanna, <laughs> early on before you came on, I I showed off my bobbleheads. I have a couple oh God! Here, I've got my Michael Jackson bobblehead here. Uh huh. Um, and so I'm just trying to show this for our viewers. And then this one, let's see, I think this is George Washington. Oh yeah, it is. So this is the front of him, and I'm going to turn it around too, so our viewers can see the back. Because on the back, it's got like this really cool, like the way they they had. I remember what it looked like. It's white, and they got like back when George Washington was president. You know how the men would wear like the wigs. The one. Oh, well, he's got a wig on with like I don't know, like a ponytail type thing hanging down from it. It's hanging down quite a ways in the back. You can feel it. So this is my George Washington bobblehead that I have all, as well. Um, but my sister counted. We have fifty-five bobbleheads now. Oh wow, oh, dear Lord! <laughs> and one of these days, I want to start featuring a bobblehead on almost every one of my videos because I love <laughs> and I think they're great. I've got a Jesus bobblehead. I've got. Princess Diana. I've got several President Trump bobbleheads. I've got uh, Hillary bobbleheads. Oh, no, you didn't say that, Leon. Oh, yes, I got it. And you got a Fred Sanford one? For my cameraman's information, my sister saw a Hillary Gilbert on Amazon this morning. I'm talking about Fred Sanford one from, um, you know, Red Fox. Mm -hmm. Oh, you don't know who. I don't think you know who that is. I know who Red Fox is. I know who Red Fox is. I mean, do you have his bobblehead? Because I've been trying to find one of those for the longest. Oh, no, I haven't. Um, we, I think we have a Barack Obama bobblehead here, though, because we're, we're getting several different bobbleheads here. One of these days, when I get my cameraman back over here, I'm going to have him do a video where we're just going to show each of the bobbleheads and talk about them a little bit. And my cigar. Your own voice. What? All the bobbleheads should have their own voice. <laughs> I kind of wish I could talk, you know what I mean? Oh my, stars and garters. <laughs> but I, I, I think they're so cool, and I said on a previous video about, I think it was last week or the week before when we were talking about them tearing down our statues and stuff, I was talking about, like, these, these bobbleheads have become so much more precious to me since they started tearing down our statues and stuff, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know. <clears throat> because of what they represent to you. Yeah, like I've got a George Washington bucklehead, right? That so is really cool. They tear down the statue. You know what I mean? So, um, but we've been looking for a Martin Luther King bobblehead. I don't know if my sister had any luck finding it yet, though. But who? Um, what is it? Royal Bobbles is like the best bobblehead company that I that I found so far. You can also get custom made bobbleheads. I'm gonna get a blind Becca bobblehead, guys. Oh, boy. Oh, that would be awesome. <laughs> Come out with your second book. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Damn, this is good. What are you doing, Leon? Oh, oh playing with my new shipment of cigars that came in. Oh, I was like, what is he talking about? This is good. What the heck? Oh, I didn't think y'all I'm sorry. Wait, <laughs> um, so, what kind so of cigar is it, Leon? This one, this uh -oh. is a this is a boutique one. It's real, real strong. I mean it's it'll it'll mm. almost kill you if you're not used to it. This is called a Todos Las Dias. Oh. Double Bellicosa. It is strong. 
he so does anybody have anything else you'd like to discuss before we wrap it up guys or mm, i'm okay if y'all have anything i'm i have nothing to do except besides call my my counselor for school today i'm i'm okay you called your counselor i need to i need to call her okay jim is there anything else you'd like to talk about no, I can't think of anything right off the top of my head. Joetta? I'm good for right now. And I'm I just think glad I'm, I was able to pop in. So. I, thank you guys so much for your participation today. Oh, mm -hmm. you're welcome. Thank you, no Becca. Problem. Yep, so I think I'm going to sign off. Thank you for joining us today on Becca's World. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of The Blind View. Please like, share, and hit the subscribe button. Peace out. Bye. Bye. Thank you for watching Becca's World. Please like, share, and subscribe to my channel.